0: Uh, hello, this is Stephen Rawson down here at the South King County Fire Training Consortium. I am the wellness coordinator here in Kent, Washington. Uh, we have the uh, privilege today to speak with Kathleen Putnam, who uh, is a nutritionist. She's a Master Science in Nutrition, registered dietitian nutritionist, and she is a coach and food therapist and has worked with um, several of our members, works with Patent uh, Rex, with Sarah Speck, up in seattle that we use uh, quite often so one kathleen thank you for being here how are you doing today
1: i'm doing great thanks for having me
0: we uh really appreciate the fact that you're willing to talk with us looking at uh some information today on nutrition aspects for first responders um let me let me start with a question here um, Uh, What would you say are common mistakes or misunderstandings you see regarding nutrition?
1: Yeah, I think um, the idea that diets work, um, you know, versus lifestyle, I would say. Um, I think a lot of us have experience in the past of going on a diet with the idea of really being excited and anxious to get off the diet. So white knuckling (laughs) a diet, making changes like that. Um, I think some other common misconceptions is that one way of eating will work for everyone, um, and I think this sometimes can come out of the dietary guidelines or guidelines meant for, um, you know, a population. And then uh, we've seen a huge movement into personalized medicine and personalized, um, you know, training. Like you have everybody's body's different and is going to respond differently. So. Um, that can get frustrating in the household if something works well for one person and it's not working well for someone else. Um, black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking, taking out huge amounts of natural whole foods out of the diet and thinking that that is an answer to long-term success. Um, And I think um, really figuring out how to make changes uh, with your lifestyle for the long-term versus the short-term. There is medical nutrition therapy, right? So there is sometimes a motivation for different people because of a medical condition, and that is different than um, trying to figure out what's gonna work best for your body to get to an optimal weight or feeling your very best energy-wise.
0: Interesting, thank you. Yeah, we've had, uh, I've had many discussions with people on Whole30, South Beach Diet, Mediterranean Diet, Paleo, Keto, intermittent fasting, uh, there's so many things out there and they seem to keep coming, you know, a new one and a wave and a promise. So do you think there are certain, um, I guess, eating patterns better than others instead of diets or what would you recommend someone if they just didn't know where to start for a healthy lifestyle? you know, food intake.
1: Yeah. You know, I think it's good to do an assessment of where you're at compared to those big global dietary recommendations. Like we know approximately what the recommendation is for something like, let's say fiber and a typical American gets half of their dietary fiber needs met daily, um, How are you doing with the things that we know research-wise stands up no matter what we're talking about, um, energy, um, wellness, uh, and prevention of disease, like fruits and vegetables. How are you doing with your intake with fruits and vegetables? So, um, and really at the, at, at the end of the day, how are you doing with your energy and your mood and your hunger and, um, what matters the most to you? So. Um, figuring out why somebody's motivated and what's motivating them is different from for each person and that's why I've really done a huge shift from you know being a nutritionist in nutrition education and hanging my hat there moving into coaching because we can have the information or we can have a recommendation but what really matters is um, being able to put something into practice consistently over time so you can see the benefits so if I were to start off right away it, um, and I had no idea, nutrition-wise, how I was doing, is I would keep track. I would, I would write down what I'm eating. I think that awareness is number one. And then also, why am I interested? Um, is it external? Is it an external message that I should be doing something, or is it internal, and what is that? Um, and track that, because tracking your hunger levels, or your mood levels, or your energy levels... In, con- in conjunction with keeping track of your food can illuminate a lot and then you have a lot more of an idea about um, what changes might make the most difference for you.
0: So is it fair to say if someone's doing a 30, 60 day whatever diet and they are grumpy, uh, starving, not feeling great, it's really hard to do, that might not be the best route to take? <laughs> yeah. I've done it myself I'm just I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek but I am
1: yeah yeah no it's true um I think the way I think about it is white knuckling it because all of us can do that right all of us can um when we get down to it if we're motiv- motivated enough to get an end result like uh we have to step on the scale and see a certain number or we want to prevent ourselves from going on a medication or um we're in a group and we're all going to do the diet together, is most of us can do that for a period of time. Um, And there's results from that, though. Um, So even if it's something where it's a trend or a fad, where you see something like that, where groups of people are doing it, or um, you sign on with, with somebody in their diet program, Um, most people can do it for a short period of time, but the consequences can be an association with food that then has long-term effects um, where you don't enjoy foods that are healthy and nutritious, or um, you um, really don't want to have any kind of discipline around food and nutrition, you know, it can backfire. So um, yeah, I, I would say really, Ultimately, what I hope for people around food and nutrition and exploring that for themselves is finding a way in which they can feel their best um, and also um, get the results of health and wellness at the same time so that you have high energy, you're in a good mood, and you can manage your hunger successfully and confidently over time.
0: Okay, excellent, thank you. Would you uh, recommend a member gets uh blood work completed before they see you or during when they they see you in their visits?
1: Yeah, you know I recommend everybody know their blood work um regardless of seeing um me or you know I think everybody should know their numbers around their blood lipids and their blood pressure and um there are some nutrition markers that are really helpful to know um especially if you're feeling like uh, energy is an issue. For instance, iron is something, it's a number one nutrient deficiency, especially among childbearing age women. Um, uh, If you have noticed a significant change in your energy level um, and you're wondering if something is causing it, um, it's good. So blood work can be really, really beneficial on helping identify what a priority would be uh, around the nutrition and it can be really motivating uh, as well um, especially if you feel like you're feeling okay you know you don't have that motivator of not feeling good or or being in a bad mood or weight changes or something like that it can be motivating for you to want to improve your nutritional status you know and, and have some objective data around that
0: so with the first responder um... You know, the difference with police and fire, use those or civilian. Civilians typically will come in day in, day out, fast work pace, sitting at an office desk or partially doing that. A uh, police officer gets on a shift, they wake up and then they go to their shift, they go home. Uh, firefighters typically are on a long shift where they get interrupted sleep. So, what are some things first responders could do to maintain good health during and after shift? Regarding the sleep deprivation, stress, and trauma, you talk about uh, knowing how you feel, your mood. Um, does the gut intakes, you know, factor into good sleep when they're off shift? And What, what would you recommend? About sure.
1: So, you know, as much of a routine that you can get on uh, around your food, just like with sleep and physical fitness, um, the better. So before a shift whether you're coming in and sitting at a desk or you're reporting to any kind of uh, position is to make sure that you're well fueled and you're hydrated. And so giving yourself plenty of time in the morning or the afternoon, depending on when your shift starts, um, that you have enough time to be able to get in a meal and, um, and then also to have a plan about how you're gonna stay fueled and hydrated throughout the day. So, um, because what we wanna do is replace the energy that we've used and we wanna restore the energy that's been lost and we wanna also maintain a level of satiety so our brain function can operate as much as possible. Hydration's key because um, a lot of us are dehydrated and walk around uh sub hydrated and sometimes the body's cues uh can stimulate us to eat instead of drink so that's something to keep in mind as well
0: how does someone know they're hydrated
1: yeah i i really like this method because uh it really does all of us can relate to this is that our when we urinate there's plenty and it is pale okay? It shouldn't be dark and um, low in volume. And so when the color and the volume start to change, then it's time to drink up. And that actually, if you're not in the habit of staying hydrated throughout the day, that's actually a really good signal is use the restroom and then drink some drink some water after using the restroom. It's one of the um, most consistent ways in which we can stay hydrated. And Coupling a new behavior with something that we're already doing routinely also can be really, really helpful in remembering to do it.
0: Yeah, I've heard it said so many different ways, uh, whether it's eight cups a day or it's half your body weight in ounces, or you know whatever. I, I just had a, a gentleman who's a really good conditioning coach talk to me about two clearer urinations in a row during the day is pretty good indication that you're doing well, but that volume, yeah, that's, that's good to know. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Um, how would you prioritize uh, sleep, nutrition, stress reduction, and exercise? Would you say one's more important than the other or?
1: Yeah, they all impact one another. Um, and I, I think, again, this comes back to the individual, but I think the more that we can manage our stress and our emotional response to things, um, I think then we have a better handle on being able to make healthy choices around our food, our exercise, and our sleep. We're able to discipline ourselves. We're able to um, stay more in tune with ourselves so that we can be more responsive. Um, So I would say stress is probably the one, That I would give the priority for because what I see in uh, my nutrition practice is when stress is up, decisions around food uh, and self-care in general uh, start to wane. People do really really well first thing um, when they wake with their nutrition typically, um, especially if they're well rested. And then as the day goes on, and stress mounts, and um, skill set starts to, and coping mechanisms start to wane. And really, one of the most effective things to do is be able to manage stress and emotion uh, so it's not impacting food choices.
0: Okay, thank you. Um, what do you. Do you recommend supplements? We You sent out uh, some information to some of our uh, firefighters about supplements, the regulations, and how hard it is to get them off the market?
1: Right, so supplements again, um, I don't like to just recommend a lot of supplements. The The money can add up and they're not regulated like medications are. However, um, they're really effective and helpful in certain circumstances, and certainly if uh, we have a nutrient deficiency. Um, so, Generally speaking, um, I've I've worked um, and seen that a lot of people have low vitamin D here in Seattle. And so vitamin D supplementation may be warranted. Um, It's a really common one. Most of us don't get enough omega-3s in our diet um, in relation to omega-6s, which is really important as far as brain function, mood, inflammation, um, and our overall health and wellness. So that's another one that's commonly recommended. But it's good, again, to do an overall assessment because some people really wanna get it from our food. And we know that food probably works synergistically in our diet with multiple factors that are helping support our health. So some people, again, here in Seattle, get a lot of omega-3s if they're eating a lot of seafood, for instance.
0: Uh, How about magnesium?
1: Yeah, magnesium, um, you know, is something that can be helpful for um, relaxation and uh, replenishing muscle tissue. And it also can be helpful with sleep. And it's a really effective uh, um, supplement for constipation for some people. So magnesium is one of those that, um, yeah, is can be really helpful as a supplement. And I recommend taking it at night. And um, if you're noticing uh, that your stool, you know, you're getting a result that you don't want um, with your stools, then there's different forms that you can take and try out. So you can still get the benefit of taking magnesium without having too loose of a stool, for instance.
0: Uh, do you have a suggestions for fighting one of the most prevalent diseases of the fire service cancer?
1: Yeah, there's um lots of um different things <laughs> around cancer. That's a big question. Um so I would say, you know, again, taking a look at what you're doing as far as food goes, we know that a, a diet that's rich in um fruits and vegetables and beans and nuts and seeds and whole grains is really beneficial for um lowering the risk uh, for cancer and then really setting limits on things that we know may be potentially increasing the risk for cancer, like um, overdoing alcohol um, and um, too many omega-3s or fried foods, um, processed foods. And um, yeah, so uh, taking a look again at, at what is filling up our plate and what are the food choices that we're making there.
0: So I know a lot of people that do not like vegetables, so they typically thrive on uh, corn and carrots with a lot of, uh, let's say, dressing. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so we talked about blending a little bit. Do you have any suggestions if people just don't like fruits and vegetables? Is there a way to get that intake without uh, tasting, you know, Bad and get them in the habit of doing, doing that.
1: Yeah, I'm really fortunate that I was able to work with a company um, that specialized in nutrigenomics. And um, some of us really taste bitters a lot more. We have a sensitivity to the taste of bitter than others, and um, and so we really do see differences with people. So something that's like those dark cruciferous vegetables that are so helpful in detoxifying and supporting our bodies in um, reducing our risk for cancer, like broccoli and, and kale and cabbage and those kinds of things that some people really, really taste-wise, it doesn't work really well. So um, putting uh, vegetables into a smoothie where you have bananas and your favorite tasting fruits um, can be really helpful. Something like spinach works really well there because um, it will change the color of the smoothie, but it really the taste is um, difficult to detect. Um, so definitely blending uh, vegetables into a smoothie that also can help with digestion. Um, as a first responder, a lot of times um, you know when you're digesting, then your body doesn't want to move, and when you 're moving, your body doesn't want to digest. So smoothies work really, really well if you're moving fast and need some nutrition quickly helps with digestion and helps with um, your body being able to utilize those nutrients quickly. Um, and you can feel better quickly, quickly too. I mean, um, it's the same. I think a lot of us have that, um, that experience where when you start eating you just feel so much better, you start drinking, um, some of the smoothie, it's just rapidly, absorbed into your system and available for your body. The other thing that uh, to consider is really experimenting. When someone says that they don't like vegetables, is um, experimenting with different ways of cooking them. A lot of us have bad experiences of vegetables being served to us because they were boiled or um they weren't prepared in a really tasteful way and that's why we're burying it under salad dressing Mm -hmm. um so roasting vegetables and just trying a few things that are really quick and easy um now you can buy vegetables that are pre-packaged and you just throw them in the microwave and then you add some seasoning to it um so um finding some ways in which you can prepare them really quickly. The other thing besides blending them in a smoothie is adding them to soups and blending uh, vegetables into soups. That's also another way in which um, you can add vegetables without um, having to sit and look at a pile of vegetables that maybe wouldn't be appetizing given your history.
0: How would you say the diet uh, is linked to sleep? firefighters have uh, sleep deprivation, so do police um, and connected with trauma. So what are some ways that they could maximize their sleep with the diet?
1: Yeah, you know, um, the obvious things to keep in mind that a lot of people really do overlook is um, caffeine use. And some of us are more affected by caffeine than others but um, making sure that you're not drinking caffeine at least five, if not 10 hours before um, our body metabolizes it. um, And that differs from one person to the next, but um, having caffeine close to bedtime is not a good idea. Um, Being able to go to sleep, alcohol is another one. um, And a lot of people will say, well, that helps me relax and um, so that I can fall asleep, but it's very, it causes um, a not very restful sleep. Um, And so the recommendation around alcohol that I make is to have it with dinner and and, um, try to avoid those after dinner drinks or closer to bedtime, give yourself about uh, four or five hours before you're going to bed. Um, And again, that comes back around to the stress management piece, why I think stress managing the stress is so important around lifestyle because it um, because one of the most common things I hear around alcohol is it helps me relax so I can't go to sleep. Um, so finding other ways to relax and then uh, staying hydrated is really important and then not eating too close to bed. Uh, and again, some people will say, well, that helps me relax when I feel full, I feel tired. But again, it's not a real restful sleep. One of the number one over-the-counter medications that we use is to help with reflux. And that's because people are eating and going to bed and laying down and so suffering from heartburn, um, which then also disrupts sleep.
0: You mentioned uh, caffeine use. And I think a lot of people think coffee. What are some other things to present with caffeine that people are maybe eating or drinking that they don't really realize?
1: Yeah, well black tea um, and green tea even has caffeine in it, it has less uh, and so going for the um, decaf and then some sodas are really high in caffeine, um, something like Mountain Dew, and then definitely the energy drinks. But most people are aware that that um, <laughs> that there's caffeine there, and then um, chocolate has some caffeine. Um, and so, really finding um, finding ways to include, especially if they're favorite foods. I'm always trying to find a way where people can. Um, um, have the both and and so trying to have desserts earlier in the day with a meal or trying to have your um your favorite uh, beverage you know earlier in the day um or not so close to bedtime
0: you mentioned earlier uh tracking your food what's an easy way you find for clients of yours to track their food effectively
1: everybody's different some people really want to have it um you know on their phone, taking notes, um, taking pictures can be really beneficial. Uh, and then also there's plenty of apps that you can use. Um, I'm most familiar with one called MyFitnessPal. You can scan the barcode on any processed food, um, but there's plenty like that. So if you aren't adverse to using apps, that would be one way to do it. Um, And pen and paper and pictures work really well. The key with um, tracking your food and really getting an accurate intake, because most of us underestimate how much we eat (laughs) Um, when we do a recall versus actually documenting it, is to write it down or record it within 15 minutes of eating it. and so that part becomes really important. So something that you can see yourself being able to do right there in the moment um, when you're eating is what's key. So some people say, I'm just sitting at my computer anyway, I'm gonna put it in there. Other people um, wanna take a picture and then also the app. So those are the ways in which I um, I find that work well for people.
0: I was amazed the other day, I had a, my uh, neighbor, Carol, she's 88 and uh, I took her out to Dairy Queen with my wife, um, and I was in the drive-thru. I was I did not order anything because I was having a pe- piece of apple pie when I got home, so it's the discipline that keeps me going, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, I was amazed that that peanut butter parfait was 1,720-some calories. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one thing I used to grab, I'm going, that was crazy. And so the reason I'm mentioning that is, is there um, some other things that, you could recommend, like snacks. I mean, no one wants to not have a cookie or donut sometimes or a dessert. Um, That's just being restricted. And, you know, is there something you give technique-wise or can offer that says, hey, this tastes better, better alternatives to um, so high a calorie intake still tastes good?
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, so I think the key things when we're thinking about nutrition is, Um, getting adequate amounts of those foods that were typically low in, like the fibrous foods, and then also having some balance and portion control. So, and I think it's always good to check in. I've had that happen where um, I've looked at um, salads are a really good thing to look at, at restaurants and see how many calories are in salads. Um, some of the favorite salads are close to 1500 calories if you eat the whole thing at wow. a restaurant. So it, it is really important, um, energy wise, um, to see, um, what's in a food. Yeah. And again, there's lots of, snacks that um are out there one general thing that i would say about snacks is one is you've got to like the food so i don't like just generally throwing out snack ideas mm-hmm. um, even though that's what everybody wants to do it feels like the diet but something like um peanut butter and an apple um, but somebody might say to me kathleen when i open up peanut butter i eat too much of it and then um so portion controlled um amounts of almonds um, some people do better be if they're not salted, they won't overeat them. So you can even overeat things that are relatively balanced and nutritious that we wanna have in our diet. Um, But coupling um, a source of protein with a, uh, a, source of protein with some carbohydrate that's high in fiber. So trying to find high fiber food with a source of protein. And if you know you're gonna go long period of time without eating, um then having more fat uh so something like the nuts and nut butters would work well then um but what's really important is you have to like the snack food um another thing that a lot of people like is to have like a mini meal as a snack so a half a sandwich or a half a wrap or um because then a lot of times when we think of a meal we think okay where's my protein where's my where's my um produce um and make it more of a meal versus opening a bag or something that would come out of a vending machine
0: okay thank you uh is there any other suggestions you have for first responders kathleen and how could someone get a hold of you
1: yeah you know i think for um Just generally speaking is, um, you know, thinking about what's most important to you and where do you find yourself worrying the most or most concerned about your own health Um, and starting there. And really, you're the expert of your own body Um, because there isn't a blanket recommendation for every single person. Um, And so to trust yourself and get some help if you need help with any aspect of your health so that you can feel your best so that you can enjoy yourself as much as possible. Um, I would say that uh, another thing that with my work with, first responders is adequate planning. Um, If you have a goal without a plan, it's just a wish. (laughs) So having yourself have a plan and a backup plan and an emergency plan, and what that means is, oh, I forgot my lunch, what am I gonna do? So you have a backup plan, and oh, my backup plan, you know, the refrigerator is empty, or I'm not gonna have enough time. Then you have your emergency plan, so you have some things on you, you have some things stocked up for you to eat. Um, the decision, so there's not a lot of energy going into that decision um, about what you're going to eat, but yet at the same time, you feel confident that you're going to feel good if you make that decision. And so, um, and then just being really open to experimentation and trying new things, um, but continuing to do the same thing over and over again and not feel good. Uh, a lot of people do that, but... Um being open to experimenting and getting the support and help that you need um, can be really, really helpful.
0: So you have offered to several people a discovery um 15-minute discovery conversation that has no charge. That's correct. Yes. How does someone get a hold of you for that?
1: Yeah, so they can go to my website. It's uh nutritionworkseattle.com. Yeah, and I have another website, KathleenPutnam.net, and that's my coaching, um, life coaching um, website. And what you can do is just click on the discovery call and it'll be 15 minutes, so you can see if it'd be a good fit for you to um, work with me. And I am, am happy to refer on to people who might specialize in areas too that might be more suitable for you. So. Finding the right fit to support you through um, what you're looking for as far as your goals is really important.
0: Great, Kathleen. So that's K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N and Putnam's P-U-T-N-A-M. Right. Thank you so much today. We're just running out of time. I really appreciate your time and your efforts and your willingness to help
1: all of us out. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.